Hi, everybody, and welcome back to One Talk at a Time with Cam Key. This is your boy, Cam Key, coming to you live after over a month of breaks, coming to you to tell you to watch who you trust. There are a plethora of things that have tried to pull me out of place. Problems, sickness, diseases, but every chance I get, I will serve the Lord. Um, it's been a treasure to witness life these last couple years and to go through the things that I've gone through. Um, I just want to get on here and talk. I definitely had some people in my life who were not spiritually sound and who were not um, empathetic and most of all who were not just kind people to their fellow man. They are grimy, they are nasty, they are funky, they are disgusting, bitch disgusting, okay, with every syllable of the word. It. I'm up at 11.57 recording this right now, p.m., because I can't sleep, because it's all I've been thinking about all day, and it's finally time with the opening of the second season of One Talk at a Time, it is finally time to let all of this out to you guys i have been trying to hold it in and i really didn't want to be messy and i really didn't want to tell too much and i really can't prove certain things but how i feel and how people make me feel is valid enough for me to present it on my platform if they want to prevent their side if the shoe fits and they wear it then they can do that on their platform you know what i'm saying so Um, A couple years ago, I started living with some people, and um, it just got really messy. They would talk really bad about me. They would give off really bad energies. They would say that they loved me, but act like they hated me, and it just got really bad. And I wanted to leave after like two or three months of staying with them, but God just told me, you know, you need to stick out the lease so that you can see who these people are for real, and so that you can see if there really is a problem with you and what I'm telling you, or if there's a problem with the people that you're connecting with. And I want to pause there and say, you really need to notice when God is speaking to you, but sometimes you have to stay stagnant. What seems like you're staying stagnant, you need to realize, are you disconnecting with God or are you disconnecting with the people around you? And if you're disconnecting with the people around you, then this isn't their earth. The, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and those that inhabit it. Um, so if that is the scripture. So there's a lot of times that we want to move and we want to do things, but it's just like God has us stuck. And that's because our connection should be with him and not with those people. And so if our connection is with him, then he will keep us in perfect peace as we continue to go through the things that we go through regarding those people. Um, So I started living with them and he I wanted to move and he just had me stuck like he just had me stuck. Like it was like you need to sit here and you need to figure out how people are, not how I am in the perfect vision you've made around me and all things me and all people me but you actually need to see how humans work and how humans coexist and how nasty things get when you let humans do their own thing so I stayed there I ended up you know starting to go through you know drug addictions and my first bouts with my mental health and it just got really bad it got it got really shitty 
Um, and there was nothing I could do because I was so weak in the mind. Um, and also I was getting weaker in spirit because at that time I wasn't sure that I still had the connection with God, that I literally couldn't move. I would stay in my room for days on end, um, watching TV shows that constantly made me cry, just giving out emotion um, for 72 hours at a time. I'm literally shaking while I'm recording this because this is so much and it's so heavy on my heart. Um, I'm stealing my best friend's Snoop Dogg wine right now to record this. So, Adriana, cheers to you. Um, (laughs) But um, I literally was just stuck. And as I stayed there, it was like I was at war and I was like, in disguise and undercover um, because I now had to act like everything was okay with them so that I could still have a roof over my head and so that I could see out the mission that God has sent me on. Um, This mission, I encountered many different things from people turning against me, people who I thought were on my side who have turned out to have been waiting on my downfall, what they perceived as my downfall, but what God is perceiving as my victory march through the town. Um, and it, it just got nasty. Like, have you ever been in a situation where everything is so nasty around you, but you are so in tune spiritually, whether you know it or not, that you're just going to keep on doing what you're doing. And like when you're in it, it's like, Cameron, you're funky too. But then once you finally step out of it, it's like, God damn, boy, you contain your purity that whole time. Like you didn't smack a bitch. You didn't talk no shit. You didn't even fight nobody about nothing. Like you literally just kept your purity the entire time. And that is what I went through. And so it came to a boiling point of, you know, with my manic episodes, I started to release certain emotions and I started to just tell people certain things that I had heard. You know, some of these things I know are true. Some of them I thought I heard in my head and I still can't prove if it was real conversations that I overheard. But a lot of the things are things that people said in my church that I used to go to that they're so stupid to think that my mom is not the elder of all elders that everybody comes to to vent to so no duh everything that you say in that church especially about Cameron Dion Key is going to come back to Donna S Brown like I don't know what you think this is I don't know what you're like trying to piece together but we know the thesis like it all comes back to her because she is the one who everybody sees as the emperor's new groove of that church so and my mom is so real enough that she makes sure that i'm always watching my back so even though she couldn't tell me not to go to that church and even though we both felt we were assigned to that church oh trust and believe every single time something happened or somebody said something smart or even when the rumor started that my mom kicked me out of the church and the rumor got back to her who did she bring it back to the grown man Cameron Dion Key because I've been dealing with people talking shit about me behind my back for my entire life and I've dealt with people talking shit about her behind her back her entire life and one thing we always kept true to was making sure that we had each other's back and we also told each other so that each other can be guarded in prayer and just so that we won't be smiling these people's faces who are literally spitting on our names 
when we don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. I don't know why our name is so relevant to these people because we don't have anything. We don't have any money. We don't have any degrees. We barely have jobs. My mom don't drive. I don't have a car. Like we don't have anything for y'all to keep on trying to think that you're going to take. All you can attempt to take at this point is the victory of the Lord. And that is so dangerous. That is so dangerous to try to take the victory of God away from me because you're literally fighting in the devil's territory because he is the only one who can steal my joy. But because he is so weak and because God is so strong in my life, the devil doesn't even have that kind of power because when I address anybody and no matter what I'm going through, it's always going to be a praise the Lord everybody okay lift your hands everybody i will bless the lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth my soul will make her boast in the lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad oh magnify the lord with me and let us exalt his name together i sought the lord and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears people need to recognize that you cannot scare cameron dionke I'm not scared of anybody. I just won't fight you because I don't want to hurt you, okay? But get this right. I'm not scared of anybody. So all of that time when I was going through and I was trying to deal with people in the different seasons that I was in, it was definitely a a, a wrecking ball of God, you're, you're coming through. Because one thing that I have been instructed to do is to make people move. It is my calling. It is my anointing to make people shift to where they need to be. And you're either going to fight me against it and you're going to fight me instead of God, or you're going to just enjoy the ride and you're going to start moving. So I came with these people's lives, you know, not with the intention of moving them. You know, it's not a calling that I like, but I came into their life. I came into their home. They did not welcome me, but they also did not want to kick me out. So it was just like, what are we going to do here? So it came to a point where you know, I started staying at my mom's every weekend just to get a recharge. Like I would stay there like Friday to Saturday. And then I got a job downtown and I got two jobs and they were back to back. So I had to do like a 16 hour shift basically. So I started staying with my mom permanently downtown so that during my eight hours of break, I could just take a 15 minute bus ride or a walk downtown, sleep for about seven hours and then hit it back up to work. So it was like God started moving me out of the situation. And it came to a point that I finally was able to move out and move with my mom when she got a bigger house and she was engaged to be married. And that was a blessing because I really didn't need to be in there anymore. And this isn't like a baggage claim type of podcast. This is just me coming back. It's going to be something short, but I just want to tell you, like, check your bags. Okay check your bags and wait for the flight to be over before you try to pick them up again. We all know if you fly, if you catch a bus, once you're on the transportation, you cannot get your bag. Like you can't get your bag. You just have to wait for the ride to be over. And that's what we have to do sometimes is wait for the ride to be over. Because one thing's for certain, two things for sure. God is going to end the turmoil. The turmoil ride does not last always. The turmoil ride does not even have to last a day once you get so in tune with him. But I am a child still. Well, not a child, but I am a babe in Christ. And so there's a lot of things that I'm learning and there's a lot of things that I have to go through that take a little bit longer than the ordinary adult. But I strive for excellence. I strive for learning. I'm I'm a teacher by trade and by anointing. It's not just something that 
I want to do, but it's something that I already possess. But with that, it makes education my lifestyle. And so you have to check your bags. You have to, as scary as it is, you need to check your bags and get on the ride and you and God be in one sound so that your ride can be a durable amount. I would never wish for anybody's ride to be as long as mine had to be. My mental health is not as bad as what it seems to be. My mental health got so bad because of the people that I was connected to, because of the people that I was laying my head next to, because of the people that I was allowing to feed me, because of the people that I was allowing to let me drive their cars or whatever the case may be. So by touching all of these things, by being around all of these things, we're all talking about energy today, but I just want everybody to know if you believe in energy, then you believe in God because God is the only energy source on this planet. A light bulb dies, a car battery dies, okay? The only thing that is everlasting is the spirit of the true and living God. And so by being so much submerged in the situation, I became of the world like you know we're supposed to be in it and not of it but i became of the world because i started playing playing the cards i started gambling i started you know trying to figure out and go for myself and i started trying to get more tea or you know just get bad things on them just so that i can make myself feel better and then i had to realize cameron this is not who you are you've never been an attacker you've never been a user you've never been the kind of person who just feast on people's downfall so don't don't let excuse me you know i'm drinking my wine don't let what other people are doing and don't let how other people are living their life pollute your glory because all of us have a glory aura that's around us that's how when you come in connection with somebody who believes in god and you don't have to speak about god but you just know there's something with them like there's just something with that person. Like they don't even proclaim to be a Christian, but there is just an anointing on their life that matches the anointing that's on my life. And so I finally was able to just tear away from them. I moved to Columbus, Ohio, so that I could tear away from everybody, especially the church that I was going to. It came very toxic. And one of the mothers of the church actually came up to me the last time I was there and told me, you need to leave this church. There's too many demons in here. And I told her, oh, I'm out. You never have to see me again. I don't care what anybody says. That lady has more power than I've ever witnessed in my entire life. She told me to leave. I was out packing my bags. I'll never step back in that building again because one thing's for certain, two things for sure. I will not be there when it comes burning down. Okay. So I moved to Ohio and I finally finally was able to separate from all of these toxic people in these toxic traditions and these toxic traits that I've had and everything that that was corrupt that I kind of picked up while I was living with these people I've finally been able to like shoo away from and it feels so refreshing like to sit here and just talk about this and finally have the strength and the courage to just be upfront with how I'm feeling is just the best experience ever. Like I've blocked people, I've unblocked people, I've changed my number, I've gone back to the old number, I've changed it again. Like it's just been a whirlwind of emotions. But once the mission was over, we all know you gotta get out of Dodge. The, the real work starts when the mission is over because when the mission is actually over and God sees you through that situation, 
the devil is pissed, girl. He is pissed. And he is going to come at you with every single ounce of his being. Which is why when people join churches, it seems like their life goes horrible. And that is because when you stand up and get saved and join a church and decide that you're going to live for God, your mission on earth is over. Your mission in glory has officially started, but the emperor of hell does not like that. And so he starts throwing cannonballs at your tent. As you're supposed to be packing up to leave, he's trying to kill you when the war is done because he's just that grimy. And we have to stop falling victim to being attacked when the war is over. If the war is over, then it's fucking over okay and excuse my language but it's over do not let him suck you back into a war when your fight is done okay if it's over it's over and i'm the kind of person when i'm done i'm done i don't have anything to say i don't have anything to see you i don't have anything to rectify i'm done okay can take my silence as my leave of absence indefinitely. And you better hope that I'm silent because if I really had something to say to you, oh, I'm going to hurt your feelings, baby, because I've got a lot on this tongue, but God just keeps it tight. He just keeps it tight and right because, girl, I could really, I could really go off on some people, but it's just not worth it because why? The war is over. The war is over. I am now a resident of the fabulous town of New Kensington, Pennsylvania, which is a subsection of Pittsburgh. So I am back in the burg for anybody who needed to know or wanted to know. Please do not hit me up to hang out unless you know you are a ride or die, because I don't want you to be embarrassed if I do not respond. So on that note, let's take a little wine break, a little cheers to the war being over. By the way, Snoop Dogg's red and rosé is absolutely fabulous. The red is to be paired with a steak and the rosé with like a chicken dinner or just like a night with the girls. The rosé is for like a night with the girls. You know, we're drinking wine, we're getting drunk. The red is for like a glass of wine a day keeps the doctor away. Like a lot of people aren't going to like it. But if you like wine and especially if you like red wine, it's freaking perfect. Chef's kiss. So, um, just in closing, I don't want to keep you guys long. I just wanted to get on here. I was talking to one of my close friends today and she was just like, Cameron, I'm so sad that you ended your podcast. And I'm just like, girl, it's not over. Like I literally just needed to take a break because I, I moved to Columbus. I started working, things weren't working out and it was clear that Columbus was not a move indefinitely, but it was a move just to rest from the war. Because when I tell you for the last three, four years, I've literally been in battle and it isn't hasn't even been with actual spirits and principalities, but it's been with people and humans, which is even worse. Like the Bible says that we fight not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities in high places. I'll take the spirits and principalities in high places any day because these humans, this flesh and blood, they're dirty. They're grimy. They are of Satan. They are ruthless. And so... 
um, I've literally been in war. So I went to Columbus. Things just weren't working out. Like I was getting jobs, but I wasn't able to sustain them because of the unorganized business that they kept. And I just couldn't get into the groove. Like I'm trying to organize the place. They're still being destructive. So it's just like, I can't keep coming here to work. Like I don't respect the managers. I literally had to tell management one time, the owners nor the management have the qualifications to tell me how to do my job. So I quit. And, and that, that was what I said, word for word, because literally you don't have the qualifications to tell me what to do when this is a train wreck and everybody doesn't even show up for work. Half the people who are showing up for work are coming in drunk or whatever. They're not on time. They don't know how to do their job. If anything goes down, all they want to do is call the managers. Just have the managers work 24 hours if every single time something goes wrong, you don't know how to do it. If you're working a job, you ought to know how to fix the problems on your own because a manager is there to manage. They're not actually there to work. But that's a whole nother conversation for another day. So... Um, keeping in mind, going to Columbus, things not working and God just showing me this was for you to rest. Um, it wasn't for you to work. We all know I have to make a living, but it really wasn't for you to work. It was for you to rest. And once I let go of that, people just started pouring into my life. Um, and I want to say specifically financially, people just started sewing into my ministry that I didn't even know that I had going on. Um, from all across. I had a I had a fundraiser in 2020 for me to go to school. In four hours, I raised $2,500. Um, and that just goes to show the anointing that God has placed on my life and the fact that he allows people to recognize that so that they can bless me. And it has happened again. Within the last two months, I've probably received over $1,500 to live off of, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if you make $1,500 a month working out like a fast food restaurant or something, you know that that is a livable wage when you're used to not making a lot or not having a lot. So for me, that has covered my Greyhound tickets back and forth to Pittsburgh before I actually moved here. That has covered my new platform boots. It has covered my clothes for a little Nas concert. It has covered my food intake for the past two months. It has covered my weed if I feel like buying it every other week or so when I try to limit myself. It has covered my wine when I'm feeling stressed. It has covered everything that I needed. And the the donations and the financial blessings, they still just flow in. People are coming to me and messaging me, telling me that God has instructed them to fast on my behalf. These aren't even my, this isn't my mom or my dad. These are people that really I don't even know on a personal level. But God has instructed them to fast on my behalf because they see the spiritual turmoil that I'm coming out of. And they want to make sure that as I step into my new season, I step in with confidence. I step in with poise and I step in with strength. And so to all of these people, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. It has been a joy to rest. And I'm about to cry. (laughs) It has been a joy to rest. Um, I have worked full time since I was 10 years old and child, I am tired every day of my life. Not only did I work full time, I went to church full time. I went to school full time. I was I had a social life that was full time, like and I did hustles on the side. Okay, so my life is jam packed for the last 14 years. And it started to hit me today with my mental health. I tried to commit suicide for the first time when I was eight years old. I started working 
when I was 10 years old and I stopped the suicide idealizations or however you say that word. When I really start to reflect on how I stopped all the suicidal thoughts, I think it's because I overworked myself. Like I literally shifted out of being suicidal to just being a hustler. And the hustle kept me busy, baby. And as soon as the hustle stopped, as soon as God started slowing down the jobs, as soon as he started slowing down church, as soon as he started slowing down my friendship circles, and as everything started to come to a calmness, what most people would think, I literally started losing it. Because I'm so used to everything ripping and running and going this way and going that way and being pulled in this direction and being pulled in that direction. And I'm finally to a point where I can enjoy resting again do i have an impatience about life right now because things aren't happening in the way that i want them to hell yeah but in hindsight i am comfortable i am i am fabulous i am grateful i am resting still working finally again but still able to rest you know getting friends and learning how to be close to people and learning how to trust people again but still every night i get a good night's sleep like i can't pay somebody for how good i've been sleeping and i don't even have a sleep number girl like but i'd be knocked out and it's so refreshing it's so refreshing so now that i'm back in pittsburgh um i'm working on getting like another job to just solidify a good income I'm working on getting a car again, but in God's timing so that I can get a nice car for the low low because I really tried it with that whole lease thing. And then I got into that car accident and I didn't get no money from the car accident because I owed so much on the car. And it's just like, you know, you know, I I can't do that right now in the current financial bracket that I'm in. (laughs) So I'm trying to get a car again, like a little beater, you know, something that ain't more than twenty five hundred dollars, just something to get around in. Um, something to humble me up and then I'm working on getting a place and I'm working on going back to school to get my associates because getting my bachelor's those schools just cost too much money but CCAC if all you want is a smooth 2000 out of me per semester two three thousand I can work with that you know my financial aid can kick in and I can work with that so I'm just going to try to slow down the pace and continue this slow pace my life has slowed down a whole lot i have a spiritual advisor in mind i have new churches in mind new nonprofit opportunities are falling in my lap to finally be a nonprofit worker and director people want me to be the director at their church for their choirs and it's just like god I didn't know when you brought me back to Pittsburgh, it was for opportunities to just fall in my lap. Like at this point, I'm not searching for no job. I'm not searching for no man. I'm not searching for no car. I'm not searching for no house. I'm not even searching for a school to go to. I am letting everything just fall in my lap. I'm letting it all just fall into place. I'm applying for social security because your boy is loco. Okay. Yes, these people have me messed up, but I am a bit. The screws are not are not all the way screwed in. So I'm applying for disability because I need financial stability. Yes, I'm always going to work. Yes, I'm always going to hustle. But just making sure that I have enough to cover my rent, my car insurance, things like that, that will really help a whole lot. Like I don't need a whole bank load from them. I literally just need what they would consider a livable wage. And so I'm back. I'm refreshed. I'm rested. You know, I, 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 
people don't know, but I went to Columbus, Ohio for a certain purpose regarding my dad. And let's just say I did what needed to be done and what needed to be done has come forth. So everything is peachy perfect. Things are happening in God's way. And I am oh so grateful that the mover is back. Okay, so I just want to encourage you to check your bags. Enjoy the ride. Stay keen to the voice of God during your ride um, so that when the ride is over and you get your bags back, you actually will be able to know if you even needed the luggage in the first place. If that makes sense to anybody, you'll actually be able to know if you need that luggage in the first place, because all of your old baggage and your old luggage cannot come with you in this new season, honey. You're you're a new wineskin. You need a whole new you need a whole new kitchen. You need a whole new living room. You need a whole new set of glasses. You need a whole new car. Like you need all of these new things to go into this new season because honestly the corruption that has been in the past season, oh, it just won't fly anymore. And there's nothing wrong with saying that this bull crap just won't fly anymore because the fact of the matter is everything that's on this earth is bullcrap. And we as humans, no matter if God has blessed us with it or not, we know how to taint some oil. We know how to make some oil go from fresh as can be to just grease, just nasty grease. And so even if God blessed you with something two, three, four, ten years ago, oh honey, you might have greased it up. It's no longer oil. You've now got grease and you need to clean out the pot. So You'll find out if you need to take all this luggage with you, if you need to leave it behind. I came back to Pittsburgh with two things of luggage. All of my stuff is still in storage in Columbus, Ohio. I don't know what I'm finna bring with me, what I'm finna just throw away at the storage unit. What's finna happen? Because God has not instructed me to think about that yet. So I'm just enjoying my two bags full of clothes, you know, my little cute stuff. I got my one little new outfit for little Nas. And I am, I am good. I am good in the hood. So be observant, be present. Don't be so present that you're only focused on yourself, but be present about what's going on around you and who you're allowing around you. Because who you're allowing around you will be the cause for either your elevation or your destruction. Because birds of a feather flock together. And so either you're going to think that you're an eagle or you're going to think that you're a chicken because even birds know that birds of a feather flock together so even if you're an eagle and you keep hanging around chickens you're going to start thinking oh i'm a chicken because this is all i have to hang around but you need to get around some eagles some eagles that actually scare you some eagles that when they call your phone like when my spiritual advisor called my phone and said let's meet up I called her back 10 minutes later and said, hey, I think we should cancel because I am terrified right now. Okay, but she talked me down. She can she she said some words that had me feeling convicted. And I was like, "Okay, I'm actually going to cancel the cancel. And if you'd still like to meet, that would be great (laughs) because I'm trying to go back to the chicken coop. And it's just not going to fly anymore. This is my eagle season. This is my emperor season. This is the season where I step into my calling full-fledged. And I step into what God has me to do full-time. 
whether it looks like it to man or not, I want to do what he has appointed me to do for this season and for this world. So that is why I am back. That is why one talk at a time is not going anywhere. And that is why we sip wine. Because, honey, we got to keep these doctors away, okay? I just need, I need more than a glass a day because, like I said, my screws aren't all the way there. I'm a little bit loco. So I need, like, two or three glasses. But, and I'm also a big boy. You know, I'm, like, 200 pounds, 6'2". You know, I deserve a second glass. So if you have a second glass or even if this is your first glass, and, honey, if you've got a blunt, please, please raise it so that I can just smell it in the air, honey. This is a toast to all the eagles who have thought that they were chickens and even the eagles who have been too scared to fly. This is a toast for you to live. This is a toast for you to step out. This is a toast for you to let go. This is a toast for you to allow the groomers to clip your wings so that you can fly and so that you can soar without any interruption because you are worth it. You are more than a conqueror. You have everything already inside of you that God wants to use to propel you to the next level. God wants to use you and your own self to propel you to the next step. If you didn't already have it inside of you, then you wouldn't be able to move. You're not moving because you're so scared that there's still something else that you need. You're so scared that there's still something else that you deserve. You're so scared that there's still something else that the world needs to see in you before you can get to where you need to go. No, God says, heck no. I have instructed you, I have gifted you, and I have poured into you what you need in order to at least take one more step, baby. Just take one more step, and I swear to goodness, all of a sudden, there's going to be a daggone segue underneath you, soaring you through the sky. So this is a toast to all the eagles. Please stand up. Please be you, and please be true. This has been One Talk at a Time with Cam Key, Season 2. We're back, baby.